Welcome to Talking Rivals, a podcast about the best bleeping rivalry in all of baseball and sports. I'm your co-host, Patrick, and I will be covering all things uh, barely in the playoffs, Red Sox. And this is my co-host, Chris, and he'll be talking all things above us, Yankees. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> uh, it's going. It's going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find us at Talking Rivals and wherever you get your podcasts. And um, this is a crazy weekend. Yes, to say the least. Uh, uh, and I guess I- we'll go back and start from the week uh, leading up. Um, since we last talked was what was it the twentieth on Monday? Mm-hmm. So from from my end. It was a quick two-game sweep against at home against the Mets. Red Sox did what they had to do, and that brought them to a two, four, seven-game winning streak with a day off at home for three against the Yankees. And I'll just leave it at that for a minute and let you catch up the week that was. Yeah, I was I was started uh, at home, uh, finishing off the uh, the six-game home. Homestand against Texas. We had three against Texas after three against Cleveland after losing two out of three to Cleveland, um, which was horrible, but came back, took all three games against Texas, surprisingly. Um, and that's a great way to lead into the series against Boston, which was going to probably dictate our the rest of our season. You know, if we were going to keep going for a playoff spot or maybe you guys uh, have a day off coming into this. No. No. Okay. I mean, it's set up pretty much perfectly for both teams. Yeah. I'm an awful wins. Uh, Boston, like I said, had the day off. They're at home. We'll get right into it. The first game uh, on Friday night it feels like it was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. <laughs> eight, to th- eight to three final. That was the Cole versus Eovaldi game. And going into it, like I said, I, I felt good on Boston's side. Because Eovaldi had been pitching lights out versus the Yankees. Uh, small sample size, but... And on the opposite side, Cole didn't pitch well against Boston this year. Right. He got shelled once, and then he pitched okay the other one. But he, I remember he got banged up pretty bad in Fenway. Yep. Over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I mean, you go into it and you think, okay... I mean, what what was it then? It was a two-game lead. It's up in the air. You know, you have your best pitcher on the mound. We have our probably our second best pitcher on the mound. And Ivaldi just he he just didn't have it. It was just one of those days. He pitched, I think he he didn't even last three innings and he gave up seven runs. It just wasn't his day. And Cole, on the other hand, was dealing for the first four or five innings. Yeah, until he gave up the home run to uh, Devers, right? Yes. Yep. Devers hit a home run, and then Torres Torres started to show some signs in this series, I thought. Yeah. The whole second half, he's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, And especially moving over to second, you know, maybe he's not thinking about the defense as much, and that's taken off a little bit of pressure off of him. But he's definitely – hitting much better. I mean, the power, maybe the power is coming back too. Um, he hit that big home run as well to center field. And that's not an easy shot. No, maybe the power is coming back as well. Maybe he's just mentally, you know, all right, 
you know, I'm more comfortable at second. I can handle this. So that eases the pressure off of him a little bit. So I, I hope so, you know, because he's still young. Um, you know, I know most of us were writing him off, especially he's definitely not a shortstop, but a lot of us was, uh, we're definitely writing him off this year, but he seems to be on a little, you know, since the whole second half, he's been pretty good. So we'll see if hopefully it continues because we need him. Yeah. That, that third inning, I, if I remember correctly, that was the, um, that was the pop-up into the infield and we'll get more into pop-ups that were misplayed later yeah. in the series, but uh, Schwarbert first base giving, and for some reason they gave him a single on that. They didn't give him an error actually. Oh, wow. Which is a little, that's horrible. <laughs> I mean, the ball's in play. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense, but uh, Devers hits a home run shows some life in the sixth inning to make it a seven to three game, but this, this game was never really, it was just about, I mean, from my point of view, this game was never really in doubt. It was just a matter of, you know, the Yankees counting down the outs. It was one of those games where you right. just, just wanted to get it over with. Yeah. Uh, it was almost like, I mean, all right, you know what? That's one down. We got the next. Exactly. Two so I agree. That, it was that type of game. And Saturday was a Saturday night's game was a great game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Regardless of the outcome, this was the five, three Yankee win. Uh, Actually Severino got the win in this game. It looked like he was going to get, he was going to go for the save. And then he ended up being the pitcher of record because Giancarlo bleeping Stanton. (laughs) Oh no. Already. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. He's he's uh, that ball still hasn't landed, um, I, and I don't even know which one to say. Yeah, <laughs> hasn't landed either. I mean, he's just hitting bombs. Uh, it was it was an odd game. The Red Sox out hit. Well, first the Yankees four hits, five runs. Right. <laughs> I just, I mean, obviously Stanton's grand slam, but yeah. What were your thoughts on this game? You know what? This is a. I think the that at bat or approaching that at bat was the whole story, right? He brings in the lefty. Who did he bring in to pitch to Rizzo? Uh, Hernandez. Um, Hernandez. Yes. Darwinson. Yeah. So Hernandez comes in to pitch to a lefty who hits lefties well. Yeah. So I think that was his first mistake right there. Um. Uh, what would it? He hit. Uh, he hit Rizzo, right? Or yeah, yes. He hit, he hit Rizzo, so that sets it up. Now, right before the Stanton at bat, Cora comes out to talk to his pitcher. Now, what did he say? You, you think he said, "Listen, get ahead of him." Bases or, loaded. You gotta. You gotta throw a strike. Yeah, I would have personally told him do a little mental gymnastics and say, "You know what? The first pitch." Throw a nasty off-speed pitch. Don't worry about it. Just pretend right. like the count's already one and zero, right. and then right. go with your best stuff. Yeah, but but I think just bring I mean, it. new fastball is coming. Right, but I think so, just it's easy in. to second guess. But yeah, uh, you can't. I mean, right down the middle, first yeah, pitch. You can't do that. I mean, and Stanton does hit fastballs. It's the breaking. You know, it's the off-speed is where he might have the off-speed where he struggles especially not 
around the plate. He likes to swing at stuff that's nowhere near the plate. So to throw him a fastball right down the plate, you know, you're asking for trouble there. So, yeah, you know, for the first game, in a, not the first game, but you normally don't see uh, Cora out, not out coach the other manager, especially when it's Boone. But I think in this situation, he definitely, maybe he overthought it or, you know, lefty on lefty. My overreaction is Cora's not going anywhere, but my oh. overreaction is, this you know, I'll get into it later. The team's defense, their lack of running on the bases, as far as no steals, basically, uh, giving up too many stolen bases. I I don't know who to put it on other than Cora. I think Cora's gotten obviously he's won a title. He's a great manager, but I think he's gotten a little um, like you said, he's kind of overthinking some things. Right, and I, I think that was. Um, I mean, it's obviously not. He's not out there pitching, but I think, you know, to your point, bringing in Hernandez, it's tough because their bullpen is a house of cards. It's smoke and mirrors right now, and right. just like yours right now, it's just everyone's on deck, everyone's burnt out, next man up. But I mean, you can't go to. Dar- you really are going to go with Darwinson Hernandez yeah. as the season is on the line. I mean, I obviously, if he's on your roster, you got to play him. You got to have confidence in everybody, one through 25, but we're 26. But I don't know. I mean, Hauk was on the ropes there. He's got nastier stuff. But I, I guess I see the, the lefty on lefty. I, but he does hit Rizzo is good against lefties. That's where it's kind yeah. of, you know, like, me. yeah, that's, that's what, that's what troubles me about that. Um, I mean, that whole game, Pavetta was pitching well and he got to 90 pitches. So you take him out. He gave you five and a third. Okay. And then they go to Hansel Robles. Now, you're telling me Hansel Robles is the first guy out of the bullpen? No. No, it can't be. I I don't care about – you had a day off on Thursday, so I don't care who you used on Friday. You got to be able to – I mean, Hauk, I like – I really like Hauk, even though he threw – you know, he gave up four walks and two runs and an inning and a third – inning and two-thirds. I mean, even though he's one and five, his ERA is still – 3.7, 3.8, 3.7, 3.8, but I, right. I don't know. It, it just, it was, um, it was a little weird, his, uh, Cora's um, pitching matchups and the whole three batter thing, the three batter minimum. Right. You gotta, you, you gotta take that into an account. Yeah, you, 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 you have to, you can't just do this lefty, lefty mix and match. He was hoping to get either Rizzo out, and if he doesn't, okay, now you got – but the thing is, if you didn't get Rizzo out, now you got bases loaded, yep. you know? And then maybe he was hoping to get to Gallo, who was after Stan. I, I don't know. It really – And a- after the game, I guess, Josh Taylor, they put him on the IL, the other lefty in their bullpen. Right. So that makes a little more sense, bringing Hernandez instead of Taylor, but – Wouldn't you have tried – um, I would have either Adovino 
or Barnes maybe. In I hate game. to say it. Yeah, I would have tried Barnes. I mean, at some point you got to get this guy's confidence back yeah. and it's make it or break it time. It's, you know, use it or lose it. Whatever, whatever saying you want to use there, it's just, it's time. Right. I mean, he was your, he was your all-star closer. He's imploded in the second half, but eventually, I mean, his ERA is still 3.8. He's got the strikeout. It's just, you know. Here's the question I was thinking about the whole series. And I was like, I'm going to hit you up with this question because I, I think it's so important. And I almost asked you uh, last night on, on our radio show that we appeared on on Sportswire. Um, do you think Boston made a mistake by not lining up Chris Sale to get one of these games? Yes, big time. Mm. Big time. They, they had a day off. I keep going back to that. Um, even, if Sale, even if Sale goes out there and gives you – would you rather – Okay, I'll ask myself a question and to answer your question. Would I rather have Sale pitch like he's going to tomorrow and go seven or eight innings, shut out baseball against Baltimore, or have him do like three or four innings against the Yankees and then three or four against the Nationals? Right. I'd rather deploy him twice. But Absolutely. Absolutely. When did he pitch last? Oof. Um, that's a good question. He pitched last. I think he pitched against the Mets. Oh, okay. On the 20. Yeah, he pitched. Yeah, he pitched on. He pitched on the 22nd on a Wednesday. <laughs> so there's no, there was no room. Um, He pitched five innings, gave up two runs, eight strikeouts. But I, I don't know how many pitches he threw. You know what? Because I look at the Yankees rotation for those three games. He threw 89 pitches on Wednesday. Okay. Because I look at the Yankee rotation, and that's our three best starters. Yeah. Right? So it made sense. And I, I looked at the other side. Yeah, you, you had Evaldi, and that makes sense, obviously. You know, he's your – if he's not your one, he's your two. So – but how do you not have sales starting one of these games? Yep. And then – uh, to further that point, after the Evaldi, st- during the Evaldi start, um, Barnes, Perez, and Salamora were used. So Whitlock, who is injured, he is on the 10 day IL. Taylor's on the 10 day IL. But you still, I mean, I would have, I would have just ridden Tanner Houck or bring in Ryan Brazier and he saved Brazier for the end of the game when it was mop up. Right. Um, It's tough because the Eovaldi um, three and two thirds on the first night really screwed you up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was thinking about it the whole series. I'm like, why is that sale in one of these games? I mean, this is the whole series. This is the whole season right here. Boston could have buried us without a doubt. If they swept us, we were done. There's no way if we got swept by you guys this series, there was no way we're going into Toronto and saving the season. You know, there was no way that was going to happen because we put in our best pitchers here. It was like 
do or die. If we don't get out of this with at least two games, we're done. You know, I think that was their mentality. And listen, getting a sweep is amazing. Their season is still, I mean, they still got to beat Toronto two out of three to, you know, to make sure that they're in the playoffs, but they lined up, it, whether it was on purpose or not, but they had their three best pitches lined up, right? So yes, I would think Boston was going to do the same thing. So that's why I was kind of surprised not to see Sale. I was happy we didn't see Sale, but I was surprised with him. Yeah, it's it's tricky because you have to you have to win the Mets games to make the Yankee games important. Right, but like you so. said, you could have threw someone at at the Met game instead of Sale. You know. Yeah, you could have thrown right? anybody. Perez. Yeah, the Mets are not giving you a problem. No. <laughs> and was Saturday the game where Gardner had that great at bat? Yes. Against Houck? Yes. Yep. Like you were saying on the radio show um, that we were appearing on, uh, Sportswire. Um, that was an old school at bat. That was yep. that was a typical 90s Yankees at bat. Mm-hmm. And it's something that uh, we don't really see that much anymore. Um, oh, not in, the, and, not in the day and age where it's strikeout or home run. Right. So, so then yeah. that takes us to uh, that takes us to Sunday, and this this was a. I'm watching the highlights right now. On my phone, I'm mute. <laughs> it's just. I don't, Chad Green gets the win. Chad Green has ten wins. That's crazy. Out of the bullpen, that's. He's also got seven losses, but yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. Um, but this was a classic. I mean, before the eighth inning, this was a three to two game. Mm-hmm. It was classic, you know, four hour almost game. Yep. Um, low scoring for a while, back and forth. And sold out crowd, you know, A Rod's in the building talking to Big Poppy and. And I'll leave it up to you to talk about what what was happening with Gallo in the outfield and then before him, Mayhew. Yeah, I don't know. That's two guys that are basically gold glove fielders and they missed pop-ups. Not hard, you know, nothing, nothing difficult, just easy pop-ups. Um, I'm I was shocked and they even said it on you know, you're talking about two guys that have you know what? I did. Gall- Gallows won a gold glove too, right? Yes. Yeah, both have won gold gloves, and they missed a pop up. So I thought, listen, I'll be honest. After that seventh inning, I really I didn't think we were coming back. I just said, how are we going to come back after that? After looking as you know, like that's like almost like oh, here we go once again. The Yankees can't finish off a sweep. That's what was going in my head now, um, and. Then the eighth inning came, and then you guys kind of said, well, okay, we could do kind of the same thing. You know, we could give you guys a couple of extra outs. Um, the one that was horrible, not on your part, but was the the strikeout to judge. Yes. That wasn't. <laughs> you know, that was, a, that was a strikeout. I'm sorry. The catcher didn't drop the ball. No, it was on the transfer. It was, that was horrible. I mean, he horrible. caught the ball. There's an out. And then he takes it from his glove and he dropped it as he's throwing it back to the pitcher. Yeah. Joe West was, that was not his best game. 
No, I mean, and they announced he's he's done after this year, which is great. You know, oh, he great is. Career. Yeah, they. Yeah, I've seen something about it. Um, there's this, there's a report that comes out. I know they, I followed on Twitter. I forgot the Twitter handle, but it's with, um, a report card for every umpire, every game. Right. And I guess there were 149, um, non-swinging strikes that he could have called ball or strike and he missed 15 of them. So he Mm -hmm. missed 10%. Wow. And what's their, what's the umpire's average? Do you think like 5% or less? I think the umpire's average is mid nineties getting it right. So he oh. got a 90. So he, I mean, it seemed like he did a lot worse than an A minus. Yeah, that was, that was definitely <laughs> the, the, I mean, cause there were on both sides. I'm not just going to complain on the Red Sox side. There were, there was one pitch, I think in that eighth inning as well that went against you guys. It was just one strike, but still it was like right down the middle. It was, um, it was not his best performance. Yeah, no, definitely not. And I mean, that game, you didn't, the Red Sox didn't get an error charged them because Dahlbeck's the pop-up that Dahlbeck could have caught with the men on second after Rizzo's. Oh, right. That was a foul ball. That's why. That was a foul ball. So you can't. Right. You're not going to give that one an error. Right. But that kind of sums up what I've been saying about Bobby Dahlbeck all year. He uh, 0 for 4, four strikeouts, and he short-armed a ball in his own home ballpark. He should know. Yeah, he should know where the the wall is at that point. Yeah, I would hope so. I know he's a rookie, but still. Yeah, A-Rod even said, he goes, you run – you, you run to the, wall, the wall and then you adjust. Right. And it makes sense, but he, I mean, he just missed it. So that was, that was pretty bad. And that kind of set it all up. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. And what is, what is Wade doing running? I, I yeah, I, well, that, that whole it, inning or two was a weird. He didn't slide because they said he thought it was a foul ball. But okay, I thought he got deeped out and thought it was forgot the count, thought it was a ball. And yeah, I don't know. I, I know. still would have slid. I mean, Jesus, you've come and running in. Why would you want to stop short anyway? You know, you might pull a hamstring or something or whatever. Yeah. It's just so dangerous. Just slide. You know, what's the uh, it made no sense to me, too. It was very strange, like you said. But um, and then he got and then he tried stealing again where he got caught stealing. Which, so. That one made a little more sense. You're up six three. Yeah. You can kind of push the envelope, but the first one, no. <laughs> yeah, definitely a bad, bad timing and just just a horrible mental error on that. So how point. would you? You're obviously going to be a little more positive than I answering this question, but how would you categorize the weekend in Boston? Uh, it, was, it, it was it was shocking, actually. You know, I was it was totally shocking to sweep. I would have never thought they – the best I thought they would do is take two out of three. I was not expecting a, a sweep, and I think the most uh, positive Yankee fan was not expecting a sweep either. Um, if anything, I was seeing a, not a sweep by Boston, but definitely taking two out of three. I thought that first game – the first game was the most important game of the whole series, I thought. Sets the, the – The goal, yep. you know. Yeah, it sets the tone exactly. Um if, if we went out there with our best pitcher and we lost, 
I don't care what the score is. If we lose that game, it would have been so deflating. I don't think we would have gotten back. You know, there's no way we might've got swept if we lost that first game. I really do. But um, you know, depending on how bad the game was, but uh, to, to take that first game, I thought, wow, okay, now we got a shot. Now we got a legit shot here, two out of three, maybe sweeping. And then the second game, obviously, and Stanton is just, he's just a monster right now. Um, he had one of the greatest series against Boston. 10 uh, RBIs. Yeah. I think only three other players have done that. In the Ruth, Mantle, Garrig. Yep. I believe so. Yeah, that's pretty good company. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> and uh, and those shots, like you said, I don't know if they've landed yet or they're just, it's unbelievable how this guy, and it's amazing how he could flip him flip the the script and look like a two-year-old trying to swing the bat you know like he swings at stuff that's nowhere near the plate he looks so bad i've never seen a player that you know from one extreme to the other it's just amazing um and you know what to be honest the, the whole season for the yankees this has been the weirdest year with the yankees for me too is that they've looked either one or the other they've either looked like they could challenge for the world series or they don't even deserve to be in the playoffs let alone the world series and they've done it for long long parts of the of the season both ways i mean they've looked totally horrible where they're not gonna make the playoffs and then they've looked like this past weekend like you know what they got a legit shot at the world series you know like they're playing this way very streaky. I mean, Boston's yeah. done that too. It's with both teams. It's that's what I was saying on Sportswire. Just got to ride the wave. Just see it through, and hopefully, you're on the upswing at the end of the year. Yeah, I, I think it's amazing. Um, I, it, like I don't think I've ever seen. Like I said, it, before a season starts, like even you, like you'll say, okay, my team is going to be all right. They're either going to go to the playoffs or they're not. Right. Or, yeah, I think not just playoffs, but I think we got a shot at the World Series this year or nah, we got we got no shot this year going in. I thought, all right, I think they I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't know if they'll go far, but because we haven't seen any changes, whatever. But my point is that, you know, what your team is going to do that year. You have an idea like this. And during the year, I can't I can't tell you like, yeah, we're just coming off winning six straight now, sweeping you guys, sweeping Texas. Now we got to go to Toronto. I don't know what to think. Are we going to revert back to the team that, you know, lost all those games and that looked horrible and looked lifeless? Or are they going to continue playing this way? Like, wow, we got a legit shot, a legit shot at getting to the World Series now if they keep playing this way. But I don't think anybody could tell you what they're going to do tonight, tomorrow. You know, it's just that type of season for them. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I mean, to flip it with the Red Sox, I think I would say it was devastating, the three-game sweep. Um, I I wanted a sweep, obviously, the other way. I, I would have settled for two. I would have even settled for one win just to stem the tide. I think at the start of the year, I, I said the Red Sox are going to win 90 games. If they win 90 games, they're not making the playoffs because that means right. they're winning. They're going two and four down the stretch. So I'm going to get greedy now and say they have to win five out of these last six. Mm-hmm. 
And they should. They but, should. And they should with Baltimore right. and Washington. Yeah. But to get back to the final thoughts on I I think that and I've always been a core supporter, but I really think that Cora is getting too much credit for this year's resurgence when the team from 2020, I know you can't take much out of 2020 because of the shortened year and whatnot, but you had um, a totally different team. You had Michael Chavis getting at bats. You had Jose Peraza. You had Benintendi, Bradley Jr., J.D. Martinez batted 213. Right. Benintendi batted 103. Hmm. So you take – come off that season, you get Cora back as a Red Sox fan, and you say, oh, wow, the obvious – the reaction is going to be, oh, wow, it's Cora. Cora coming back is the difference when I think it's Devers going from a 263 hitter, you know, to what he's doing this year. Bogarts doubling his home run total, uh, their pitching getting back. I, I just, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm souring on Cora, not to the point where I, I think I'm preaching to the choir talking about complaining about managers, but. <laughs> um, no, I think you got a good one. I, I think Cora is a good No, one. no, he's a good manager. But yeah. I just, I just think that coming, it just sparked something in me because you said coming into the year, you know what your team's going to be. Mm. I just think he's gotten too much of that credit. I got you. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. You know, um, the only thing you could see is I, I, the way I look at it is you didn't have sale all year. And the True. bullpen was like it is now. Like, uh, I, I, think they, I think they were but playing. You, can't ro- you cannot miss the playoffs when you have Devers, Bogarts, and J.D. Martinez all healthy, all in the middle of your lineup. <laughs> True. Excuse you me. know? Um, yeah. But it's, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go nuts and call for Cora's head and Cora's at the very least. Let's see what he does next year. Yeah, I don't. I, I listen. I I think he's a good manager. Um, yeah, I, I just yeah. when when people say he's you know right, right up there with Kevin right. Cash. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you now. Yeah, because um, I mean, when you do look at the the Boston Red Sox, when you see their rotation and their bullpen, you're like, how is this team? In first place, uh, second place, or first in a wild card, even before this, like how how well they were playing. But um, I, I still like I, I don't outside of Evaldi. Yep, I know. You know I, but they did it somehow. They put it together. So I'm going to give him a little bit of credit. Maybe not all the credit, like you're saying. Like, yeah, he shouldn't get all the credit for sure, but he should get a little bit for yeah. how he's handled the bullpen. You know, working these guys. Uh, I mean, Adovino went from being so bad last year. I mean, thankfully he was bad last night, but he's been pretty solid most of the year, but he's starting to show. He's starting to show why. The Yankees gave him up for nothing, basically. It's even worse than that. They paid the Red Sox. Right. <laughs> I think 850000 mm-hmm. They gave him cash considerations, a prospect, and Adovino for a player to be named later. She's. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, like that old Moneyball in the movie Moneyball. We didn't pay you, right? <laughs> the Yankees are paying you not to play for them, 
Right. So he's coming back down to earth. But yeah, I mean the the bullpen is what it is. And especially at this point in the year, it's just But I mean, we look ahead. Do you, are you guys playing tonight? Oh no, we are off. I I I thought I thought we were playing tonight. That's right. We we do okay. have a day off today. Cuz we have the day off too, so I think and this then you guys face Toronto. Yeah, at Toronto. Your expectations. Um I, like I was saying before, I have no idea. Uh, I'm hoping, I'm crossing my fingers, two out of three, I would be so happy with. If you walk out of there with two out of three, that will more or less put you into the wild card, one or the other, at, at least the second spot. Um, but um, I, I don't know what to expect. I really don't. Because um, now we don't have our top pitches going now. That's where it's, and we're going against, of course, the Toronto Blue Jays, who offensively we know what they could do so right um i'm rooting for a sweep one way or the other so it knocks out one team right definitively yeah it makes sense I, I, sweep, I if the yankees swept toronto toronto would go and and this is predicated on the red sox winning at baltimore so if that happened if both our teams swept the next three you would be up on us by a game on the Red Sox, the Yankees would be up on the Red Sox by a game, and Toronto would be four back of Boston, right? With three to go, so they would be out. They would be out of if if the Yankees sweep Toronto. Toronto's done, right? And if we take only two out of three, they still have life. They'll only be two games back. Yep, with three to go, <laughs> right? And maybe even tie. Maybe even tie two games back of both the Yankees and Boston because you never know. Yep. If Boston sweeps. Then we're back to tied up and uh and you know what and seattle is still only two games out surprise yeah it's amazing yeah. they're just hanging around hanging around well, what do you think that's about do you th- i mean is that just because i was looking at the run differential we were talking about this on the radio they're negative 61 yeah that's <laughs> i don't know how they're doing it but they're doing it right you look at their lineup I mean, who's who? They're all or nothing. They're yeah, lying. like Steger's having a pretty good year. He's only batting 216, but he's got 35 homers, 100 RBIs. Hanukkah's playing well. Yeah, they're definitely going the analytics. They are going the yeah. Blue Jays' way of just home runs, not that great a batting average. And look at the pitching. Yeah. Who scares you there? No one scares me. No. I mean, what's his name's been pitching really well? Um, in the second half, Marco Gonzalez, but right. I mean, who's gonna who's taking the ball in the right. wild card? I guess Flexen. He's the only one with an under four ERA out of the starters. So Jesus, I get you know. I guess it's him. He's pitching. I mean, he's solid. I, mean, I would just pitch around. Um, I would pitch around Seager, and I would love to face their starters. Right, and force those guys to to beat you. Yep. You know. Um, and then if you look at – we know where we got our last six games. Uh, Seattle has Oakland at home for three, which was great because that will do what we are talking about before, knock one of them out because Oakland's only three games back of the wild card. Yep. So they are kind of hanging in. And there then are five teams right now that are mathematically in it for two spots. Yeah. These next three games, if they go at least two out of three or sweep – it should not knock happen. out two teams. Right. So by midweek, hopefully, there's three teams left. 
Right. And technically, actually, let, let's let's say it this way: even if Seattle, let's say Seattle takes two out of three against, but we sweep and you sweep, I think then that knocks out Seattle. Okay. Right. So I mean, the long and short of it is, yeah. If you're rooting for the Yankees, the Red Sox, you just got to take care of business. That's it. We both have our destinies in our own hands, and that's that. That's all you. I'm can just for. I'm just really scared. Juan Soto is going to do something. <laughs> Washington this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vaskersian, I agree. I do not agree with ESPN a lot, but Matt Vaskersian said in Washington this weekend, Alex Cora is going to be walking him twelve times. I, I could see it. He better tell his guys. He better tell the the pitchers. Just pitch around him. Yeah. Don't let you this cannot, guy touch. There's certain ball. people you cannot let beat you. Right, and after him, I mean, who else is on that team that you're? concerned about josh bell maybe yeah um, yeah. Jones is still there um yeah it's not it's not pretty no it's not it's not and their pitching is not pitching is probably just as bad or worse Patrick yep. Norman is their best pitcher and his era is almost <laughs> six <laughs> so um, and and to get back to what you were saying about um the Yankees pitching rotation set up or not set up for a Toronto series. The Red Sox have sale going tomorrow night, Ivaldi going Wednesday night and Thursday night. They don't know it's to be determined. Mm. And then it goes to Washington. So it looks like sale could either, if it matters, could pitch the final game of the year or he would be set up perfectly with maybe even five or six days of rest for the wild card game mm. to look further ahead. So when would Cole pitch next? Uh, the Probably the first. The first game of – it's either the last game at Toronto – no, not the last game, right? He played one, so one, two – Every fifth day, yeah, I think he would play the. Wouldn't he pitch the the, the last Toronto game? Or yeah, the first? September thirtieth, and yeah. then, and then I don't know if he would be ready to turn around and pitch on. It would be short. It would be short rest, but he would go in the wild card. Right, I think they would want to get him early, now, so that this way he's got the rest for the. Yes. The wild card game, right? So. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. Like I said, two out of three against Toronto, I'll be happy. You go into the, the Tampa series. And I look at it this way. You know, I, I was talking with one of the guys uh, in my Yankee group on Facebook, and I said, you know, Tampa Bay would love to be the spoiler. Oh, yeah. Them. So they're going to come into that series. You know, maybe they're going to rest some of their pitchers or whatever, but they're still going to play hard. That team is not going to let up. They're not going to lie down and let no, you. just because they have everything, you know, even if they have the number one seed by then and all that, I don't, they're still going to go and say, you know what, we can knock these guys out. And that would be awesome, you know, because I don't want to see these guys in the playoffs because you never know, you know, like you just never know with, with the Yankees. I, I, like I said, I, you don't know what they're going to do from almost series to series. So if they get on a hot streak and if it's in the playoffs, watch out, you know, but yeah. like, Stan and judge and Cole, that's a pretty good. Yeah. Three right there. And now, like you, you were saying before, Torres, maybe Torres is going to yeah. 
if he continues it, DJ, you know, obviously they're saying he might need surgery after the season, but he's hitting the ball pretty good. You know, it's it could be a dangerous it, – it's a team that you don't want to face, you know, but we'll so see. You're thinking five out of – at least two out of three each series? Yeah, I would say that. Four and two for yeah. the last six. I'd be happy with that. And I think Boston's got to go at least five and one. To catch the Yankees, yeah. Um, but I think if they go four and two, I, I think if they go four and two, they that should get them the, the two spot, I would think. Yeah. Right? Yep. So and if it's a tie, I think the tiebreaker goes to Boston because I think we're up on the Yankees ten to nine in the series. Uh, I believe so. Or do I have that reversed? Uh, you guys, I think you guys are up ten nine. Okay. Yeah, I think I believe so. I could be wrong, but I think um, you guys have that uh, advantage because I think I was. And that would be the first tiebreaker. Yeah, because you guys won. You guys won the first seven games, I believe. Yes, that's right. The two two sweeps, and then we've won nine out of twelve. Yep, that makes sense. Yes, it's nine and uh, yeah, we're nine and ten against you guys, and then Toronto, we're six and ten against. So they would would only, so Toronto would only um, tiebreaker there if we tie with Toronto. Wow. No matter what we do, we could sweep them and they'd still hold it. We'd still be nine and 10. Like it was the same, same thing as you guys. So. All right. So I think we pretty much covered the AL. Do you want to talk about the, we can flip the script and talk about the NL a little bit. How about, when did we, like, we have not talked about the St. Louis Cardinals. No. And now they're leading the wild card. <laughs> well, the last time we talked, they were what, like 80 and 69, you know, starting to put it together. And now they're 87 and 69. They just, Incredible. I mean, they just keep winning. They're right. It's amazing. They're right there. I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely getting, I mean, unless they really collapse now the last six games, they should get the number one spot, you know, and Atlanta. Should get the, uh, I mean, not Atlanta. Uh, looks like Philly is going to get it. The number two wild card. Oh, no, wait, actually, no, they're tied with Cincinnati. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they're both one game away from being eliminated, Cincinnati and Philly, and the wild card. That's amazing. Yep. No, St. but Louis. St. Louis and Atlanta would get, but Atlanta's winning the division. The division, so it would be the Dodgers and St. Louis. Oh, the Dodgers! Oh God! All them, you know. (laughs) I'm thinking they win the division, but 156, and they're in the wild card. Incredible! It's ridiculous. I would have loved to have seen the odds for the Giants winning the division and winning over 100 games. I would have loved to see those odds before the season. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Nobody the Dodgers helped. could win. If the Dodgers win out, they're 108 wins, and they could be the wild card. Hmm. Thank God for the wild card. Yeah. That way, right? Imagine, I'd say. imagine winning over 100 games and not getting into the playoffs. So it's basically down to the only real race is, other than the American League and the National League, Technically, the Phillies are still alive. My Phillies are still there. Yeah, no, they, they can still do it. 
down two and a half with with six to go. Yeah, and they got a shot. You know, their last six games. Listen, their next three games are going to tell the whole story, right? And I still had Los Angeles, the Dodgers, winning that division. I'm not going to back off that. Okay. Well, even the, with six to go, they're two back. The Phillies got a chance to to prove you right because their next three games are in Atlanta. There you go. So That's it. You got to sweep. If you don't sweep, you got the wild card. <laughs> you know. That's what you tell. That's what you're basically saying. Because then they then they go to Miami. No, if they don't sweep, if Philly doesn't sweep, they're done. Oh right, they're I keep done, on done. saying that. Right, right, right. Okay, that's you right. Keep on forgetting about the Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers and Giants are in. The Brewers are in. The Cardinals are pretty much in. Yeah, it's just the NL East. Right. Yeah. So that's and it. the seeding in the West. Yeah. So we, we might see. I'm just curious. Atlanta's last three games are against the Mets at home. So they got three. Atlanta's got to go six and zero. I mean, uh, Philadelphia's got to go six and zero. Yeah, more or less. That's it. So if the Braves win two out of three, that basically knocks them out, and uh, and then we'll be all set. So we 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 should be set by after this series. You know. When does the season actually end? Let's Sunday, I think, right? Ends on Sunday the third. Monday is a day off, so we can make our picks on Monday, our next episode. Right. And then Tuesday the fifth would be the wild card. Or is it that Monday the fourth? Oh, I don't know how they how does MLB have it set up? Yeah, let's uh yeah, that'd be be good to find out first. Let's see. Bracket would be schedule Tuesday, ESPN to be determined AL wildcard, ESPN. And it's Tuesday, October 5th. And then Wednesday is the NL wildcard on TBS. So National League has a little bit of an advantage. You got that extra day off. Yeah. So next episode we can we can make our picks. Yeah, and we could set up the playoffs. Uh, but any any last shocking hot take? Because my hot takes are the Phillies are going to overtake the Braves and the Dodgers are going to finally overtake the Giants. Hmm. I don't know if I have a hot take. My, I, I, or anything you want to say before we get into trivia about the final, I, I think, final week? I, I think this is going to, it's going to stay exactly the way we see it. As crazy it's been, I think Atlanta's going to take care of Philly two out of three at least, okay. knock them out. San Fran is going to finish off their season. Uh, well, let me just see real fast. What are their last six games? Yeah. Each other. San Francisco's last six games are home against Arizona and San Diego. Jeez. Oh, San Diego. <laughs> let's – oh, man. What's going to Let's talk about San Diego for a minute. Yeah, 78 okay. and 78. Ugh. What's going to happen to them in, in the offseason? What kind of change? got to get rid of their manager. I would say so. I, and is the GM gone? Because he made no, all the – I think you give the GM one more year with – provided you – I would give him one more year provided you put in a win-now manager. Right. Not one of these former players, third-string catcher, never managed before. Right. You give me, if I'm the Padres, you give me Mike Sosha, Bruce Bochy, 
somebody like that. Right. Then we're talking, then we're talking, that's the show me year for Preller. If you, if you're going to try to spin it and say, well, we got a good young team. We're going to, we're going to make a change at manager, but we're going to go with a younger manager. Then Preller might get some more time. Can you see a veteran? I think we mentioned, someone mentioned it on the, uh, the radio show. Do you think Bochi comes back? I could see Bochi. I could see Mike Sosha. I could see them going after maybe maybe Mattingly because he's he's managed in the NL West before, but he just got extended. So, right. Um, I really think they have to go with like a win now, no BS type of guy. I agree. They have to because they have a team to do it. This is it. Like this is what you stunk for all those years to have all these young players ready. You made some moves. Couple of big signings, yeah. You know, a couple of big trades. This is it. And I don't no. think you can blame Preller for Darvish's injury, Snell regressing. Right. Yeah, you just you can't. I mean, nobody's seen those those coming. Um. So, but you 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 got it. Yeah, I think. Are there the, any other big time managers out there? I mean, most of the win now guys got gobbled up with like Dusty Baker and. What about somebody um, along that line is what I'm thinking. Would uh, what's his name that's coaching Detroit now leave Hinch? AJ Hinch. Like would he leave because Detroit's playing good? If you tell me you got San Diego, you can manage Tatis, Machado, that that pitching staff if it's healthy, Snell, Darvish, Musgrove. Wow, he would be a guy. Yeah, I think, I would, right. Yeah. How about Oakland? Nothing. Would Melvin? Would Melvin leave Oakland? I I don't know. I would want to stay in Oakland just because I'd want to try to win in Oakland and prove the naysayers wrong. But and San Diego's you know, awfully I, enticing. Yeah. And you know what? Another team that's going to have a lot of changes this year and they're playing great and they're the best team in baseball right now is the Giants. We I think we talked about it, how many free agents they have. And I don't think they're going to sign all of them. So no, they have a lot of big key free agents. Well, they already signed. They already re-signed Crawford. Right, but, but Posey, Belt, Longoria, Chris Bryant, Ga- Gausman, I think too. Gausman, whatever. Yep. Pitcher, I think he's a free agent. So they're, they're going to have some uh, decisions to make over there too. So maybe the manager, maybe he leaves. So I, and, I don't know. You know. And on the last episode, we talked about MVP. Is there any wavering with Otani compared to Vlad Jr.? Because I personally, I've cemented it now that it's got to be Otani from my point of view. Yeah, I agree. I I think you know what? 10 wins, 150 strikeouts as a pitcher. Yeah. And almost 50 home runs. Yeah. You just, you can't compete with that. I mean, unless. Vlad goes on a tear the last six games and carries that team into the playoffs and gets the triple crown. It would be, then I, I would split my vote to be honest, if I was voting. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's gotta be all time. It just has and to be. What do you think national league? I'm still going with Harper, mm. but I'm not as confident. 
Yeah, I don't know. Because now, why would you give it to uh, to Tatis? Because he, he didn't get his team into the playoffs. Who well, All right, what other option is there? Maybe the the best player on one of the better team on the best teams, Milwaukee. somebody from the Dodgers or the Giants don't really stand out though. Nobody there. Yeah. Milwaukee. No, I don't think Milwaukee either has that one player that's been doing it for them all year. I mean, I got no. a solid team, you know, guys chipping in a pitcher, maybe not for Milwaukee. I don't think anybody's that great of a pitcher. Uh, I mean, Soto's making a run. Yeah, he, I don't think he could get it though over uh, over one of the other two that we mentioned. I, I don't think so. I mean, he's having a really good year. I mean, he's, Soto's he's on base is four seventy one. Yeah, and it's probably going to go up, right? Because nobody yeah. has to pitch to him. So yeah, no, I'll go with Harper. Yeah, he's probably the safe bet. Tatis, I, I it, it's going to be close. It's got to be between those two. Because there's Turner. nobody else. <laughs> Trey Turner, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Just leading the league in batting average and hits. Stolen bases. Uh, that's not bad. <laughs> not bad at all. You know, all these guys that we're talking about are having great years. Yeah. Just you get to be picky. Right. Right, because does, does the going from one team to another, does that hurt his chances or no? Do you think I that anything? I think it might help his chances because he went from a loser to a winner and still acclimated on the fly. Right. True. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think it's yeah, yeah, Harper or. And then what do you think the uh, AL Cy Young, Robbie Ray? Yeah, I don't think Cole's going to get it. At least I don't think so. Um, Unless I don't, it's going to come right to the end. Yeah, because it's We're that hedging game. our bets, but it's going to come down to the. I mean, if Cole pitches in one in game one sixty two and wins it with you know like a nine inning one hitter, that might put him over the edge. Right, because he pitched well. They are very close in the ERA, and yeah, if he gets one more big time start in there, he might get it. Yeah, you're right. It's it's close. Nobody is head and shoulders over everybody else. Nope. So. You know, and even Robbie Ray, when you look at his numbers, even on his own team. And he hasn't been consistent all year. He's just been hot now. Right. And on his team, three guys have won 13 games on his team. Yeah. Including him. So, I mean, he's got the K's and the ERA is yep. low under three, which is amazing in, in baseball now. So, but um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I, it would be great to see Cole win it. Just to see a Yankee win it, because we never get these kind of awards most of the time. But um, yeah, I think the Yankees get enough hardware when it counts. <laughs> they've gotten no, they've gotten no. I mean, I mean the real hardware, yeah, the trophy. That's, yeah. A, that's why I don't get too upset. But yeah, you know, I judge. mean, it's nice. It's nice to see excellence rewarded individually. But right. Judge now winning the MVP. Yeah, that was that was BS. Yeah, and I think uh, Matsui not winning Rookie of the Year that year. That was another one we yep. should have got. I think who did and then uh, uh, Gold Glove one year with Palmero. Yeah. Oh, oh God, that was the worst. 
What do you think? Uh, at first that year or something? Yes, when he played like 15 games. Yeah, it was some low number. And yeah, that was bad too. But so it happens. I'll come up with some. I'll yeah. tease the last episode of the regular season or the one that wraps up next week when the regular season's over. Uh, I'll come up with some type of random analytics award because I'm right now I'm looking at defensive wins above replacement because we, we talked about all the major awards. Right. So we can kind of to tease the listeners and I give the homework assignment out, come up with a, an award that you want to see given. It could be really specific or it could be really broad, you know, best defense, like a, almost like platinum gold glove. Right. You know, okay. Uh, comeback player of the year. It could be, it could be something already taken, but that we haven't talked about and we can see what we come up with for next episode. All right, cool. That sounds good. <laughs> just, I, I'm just staring at all these random defensive numbers and, and I don't a think lot of pl- a lot of players having great years. And I don't think defense gets appreciated enough. No, it really doesn't. It could be offensive. It could be pitching. It could be, I mean, because Tommy Edmond, I mean, hitting 41 doubles, Adam Duvall, 111 RBIs. It's just, you don't see, you wouldn't have seen Riley Freeman and Swanson all have played in every single game. Wow. Not something you don't see either. Nope. So that's just a little tease. And obviously we'll wrap up what's going to be a huge week. Yeah. And then preview the playoffs, but we got some trivia first. Yes, we do. Um, I have one question for you. Okay. All right. So you go first. Starting in 1900 and all the way to today, out of all the decades, what do you, who do you think won the head to head matchup more? So there's 12 decades. I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. out of those 12, who's like, okay, X team has won the 80s. X team has won the 90s. So-and-so has won the 2000s. Between the Yankees and Red Sox, what do you think that breakdown is? Oh, I, I think the Yankees have the advantage in wins. Oh, definitely. Overall. But, oh, you're talking about each decade? Yeah, I saw it broken down per decade. The Yankees have the overall regular season and postseason. I would say the first 10 years, you give it to Boston. Maybe even the first 20 years, the first two decades. Maybe right. right? 1900s and 1910s. Yeah. Then after that. Then after that. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think the Red Sox have any? Uh, Yeah. Maybe the last decade? The 70s, and the Yankees have everything else. The 20s, the 30s, the 40s, 50s, 60s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010, 2020s. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. And the 70s, it's weird, right? 70s, we we won. You always think about Dent, and you think about the curse of the Bambino. Yeah. And we got two World Series that year, too, uh, that decade, right? 77, 78. Yep. And we were in 76. Yeah, it's um weird. It's very weird. Huh. That's all I got though. I didn't 
I didn't have I didn't have that much time to uh, do anything but wallow in the misery of a sweep. Well, you know what? I felt bad. <laughs> so I wanted to give you a little bit of like good memories for you, right? So I wanted to take you back to the the uh, this game. If it went the opposite way, the the curse would have lived on. Number one, which would have been the important oh thing, and number two, the GM. What, what was the GM back in two thousand four? I always forget his name. Theo Epstein. If if that if that two thousand four series goes in a different direction, Epstein might have got fired. Major changes happened to both. You know it. it it yep. would have changed so much, right? But anyway, it didn't, right? 2004, game uh, 2004, game four. Yankees came off winning the first three games of that series. They come into that game four looking, man, we're going to sweep these guys. Boston <laughs> didn't look like they had a life because they just got blown out in game three, like 19 to eight, whatever it was. It was 19-8. Yeah. Yep. We, had, we had our... Awesome playoff pitcher, El Duque going against Derek Lowe. So let, let's go to that eventful uh, ninth <laughs> inning. And you guys were actually up three to two entering the sixth inning, if you remember, or if you don't remember. You guys actually had the lead, and somebody blew the save in the sixth inning. Or <laughs> what do you think in the sixth inning for you guys? You guys had the lead three to two. I'm going to have to say Keith Falk. No, Timlin. Wow. Okay. Because Keith Falk was our closer. I know Timlin. Well, that was only the sixth inning. That's why. Okay. That's right. Okay. I know Timlin was the main righty. And then we had Alan Embry as the lefty. Right. And then Falk. The rest was kind of patchwork, but. Right. And. Right after Timlin's inning, Keith Falk did come in for two and two thirds. Okay. Of scoreless, no hit ball. <laughs> so he did his job. He was great that series, if I remember too. But um, all right, yeah, the ninth inning. That's what I wanted to talk to you guys. Uh, talk to you about the ninth inning. Who leads off the inning? For you guys. Oh, um, uh, what's his name? The cowboy up guy. Uh, yeah. Millar walk. Right. And then, of course, somebody pinch, pinch runs for him. Right. Oh, yeah. Dave <laughs> Roberts. Yes. So he steals. And that second. was a close play at second. It was. I wonder that was if a, that was a that was an unexpectedly really, really good throw. Yeah, it was. You know, he I know Posada gets got or got his fair share of criticism for defense, but that was a good throw. Yeah, it was. It was right on the money and it was. It was one of those bang bang, but he was. I think he was safe. I don't even think even you know, like some Yankee fans were like, oh, if there was review, I don't think they would have. <laughs> it was just they that would close. have tried. They would have reviewed it. But oh, you have to, you know, ninth yeah. inning. Um, who got the base hit to tie the game? Well, if Millar was walk, if Millar walked, that was at the bottom of the order. But how far down the order was it? It was obviously after Manny and Poppy. You guys actually should have won it in that inning too, because a lot, uh, some more happened after that. Bill but... Mueller. Yes. I can't pronounce his last name, but right, Mueller or is it Mueller? No, it's not Mueller, right? Mueller. 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 
Yeah. Sometimes I, I don't know. All right. So <laughs> and then after that, somebody pinch hits for Bellhorn. Pinch hits for nice. Bellhorn. So he's got to be an infielder. And this was all off of Rivera, who came in in the eighth inning. Yeah. And Rivera got the heart of the order. Yes. He got yeah. Ortiz out. He got Veritek. He struck out Ortiz. Probably got... either Nixon or Ramirez. Yeah. Manny led off with a single in the eighth. Then Ortiz struck out. Veritek grounded out. And then tried Nixon, grounded out. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good solid inning. That's a Rivera. Um, who would come in for Bellhorn? No, Cabrera starting. Pokey Reese, maybe? Doug Minkiewicz. Oh, Minkiewicz. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, then the top of the order has got to be. Right. He bunted out. So Mueller, Mueller, Mueller <laughs> went to second. <laughs> Stupid. That guy went to second. Um <laughs> And then, and then the top of the order. So it's got to be Damon. Right. He reached on an error. So it's first and third. Right. Who and bats Kevin. second? Who bats before Manny and Poppy right. and the big boys? I already said Pokey Reese. It's not. No, no. Oh, it's got, then it's got to be. Um, what's his name? Um, I forgot this guy too. Orlando Cabrera. Right. He probably did. He struck out. Yeah. <laughs> And then, um, and then the big boys, Ramirez right. and Ortiz. And Ramirez walked. So now you got bases loaded. And this is where Poppy could have won the game. Yep. I and don't remember popped. what happened he on this play. The second. Wow. So then we go all the way to the last inning. Well, not the last inning, but the 12th inning, bottom of the 12th. Um, who's pitching for the Yankees? Oh, geez, <laughs> not a good pitcher either. Not a good pitcher. No. Oh boy. Obviously not Rivera because he's out. Not Rivera. Yeah. Uh, Tom <laughs> Gordon. No, he was actually pretty good for us. Uh, who? I, oh, um. I'll. I, you know what? I'll. I'll give you a hint. Tanyan Sturts already pitched. Rivera and Tom Gordon pitched. The inning before. Okay. If if I'm not mistaken, Tom Gordon pitched multiple innings, too. Yep, two. So he pitched the 10th and If 11th. it's not Tang and Sturts, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on bumming. Bums. <laughs> I think this guy pitched for you guys, too. Paul Quantrill, did he pitch for you guys at one point? If he did, I forgot about it because he's forgettable. Yeah, he, yeah, he definitely is. I just remember him pitching for a bunch of teams. Yeah, he started with you guys, actually. Oh. 92, 93, 94. And that was Ramirez getting on somehow, and then Poppy, home run. Yeah, Manny single to left, and then, of course. I remember Manny was on. Yeah. yeah. Who got the win? Hmm. <laughs> Another not so good. Well, actually, he was good for a little bit. Who was? Not Embry. No. Uh, there's no way it was Derek Lowe. No. Um, just process of elimination. Who's left? <laughs> oh, um, another guy. Like some of these guys, you forget. You're like, oh my god, this guy, this guy was a bum. <laughs> but he came up huge in this 
in this series. And this was the only year he pitched for them. And this was his. I'm going to get his first name wrong. Curtis Les Lexi. Lascanic. Yes. And this was his Kurt. final year too. The other Kurt on our team. Yeah. Instead of Schilling. Right. <laughs> yeah, the other Kurt. Right. Exactly. So. Kurt yeah, yeah. He did pretty good for you guys. It wasn't horrible. I mean, uh, he probably had like a four ERA. Just under three, three, five, eight. Wow. In that day and age? Three and two, two saves. He, he wasn't bad. Wow. Yeah. He had an 11-year career. He wasn't bad. And Derek Lowe came up big that, that postseason. Yes. Him and, and um, Keith Falk was, was very good. Yep. I remember. So. But see, that's why I wanted to give you a little bit of good memories. There you go. Okay. I, I look out. It's not it. over till it's over. Right. I didn't want to say, oh, let's talk about 2003. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that because it's it's painful. Like, I just talking about this 04, it's still the most painful series game. Do you remember where you were? Absolutely. I was watching it at home and I had my, I, had, I was wearing my, my Yankee hoodie that um, got me luck the, the previous year. So I thought, all right. Let's finish these guys off, and and then it just went downhill after this. You know, this was this was only game four. That was the more painful thing. Yeah. It was three more games after I this. A, I was a senior in high school. Ugh, each game <laughs> more painful than the other as well. You know, it was just. <laughs> I, I remember 03 more. That that night, the game seven. Yeah. Of 03 more than game seven of 04 for some reason. I just remember Aaron Boone. Oh, anyway. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it's it's equally. I mean, you remember the heartbreak just as much as the wins. Yeah, absolutely. The ones that get away from you. That that's what the players say. So true. So next week we're gonna have playoff tickets punched for everybody. Hopefully, I hope both our teams are in it. It just oh, makes it more interesting. That'd be a great wild card matchup. That'd you know? be an awesome game. I hope we'll it's preview the games no matter what. We'll do a season review, maybe do uh, team MVPs. It's okay. another little assignment. Team MVPs and stuff like that. Team and, just uh, out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, team MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we then, can just do that because we'll we'll do the MVPs for the leagues as well. Yeah, so we'll do the whole wrap up of the season officially next episode, and then we'll do um, we'll playoff picks, um, and we'll also be on Sportswire. I'm not sure what their Twitter handle is, but if you follow CP7NY or Patrick Trotty on Twitter, if you follow us. We'll retweet and favorite the links. We're, we're going to go on with uh, our buddy Thomas Bryce on Sportswire. Uh, he's he's kind of enough to host us. Follow. He'd be a great guy to follow because he's he's always posting stuff for the. Uh, the yeah, he's posting your stuff with Liftoff, the Jets podcast. He's posting. And he's uh, a station manager. For, yeah, he for does everything players. from music to wrestling to UFC to baseball to football. So, yeah, it's a great cover. It's definitely and we'll be on there on Friday, and then we'll be back here on Monday. And in between, uh, follow us at Talking Rivals and wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, good luck. And actually, the season. real quick, Thomas Bryce, his Twitter handle is at 
T-H-O-M-A-S-B-R-I-C-E-2017. So Thomas Bryce, 2017. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, he's uh, he's always good for retweeting, just getting information yeah. out there of who's who, Pinstripe Chronicles, uh, Talking Yankee, all those guys. Definitely. And girls that do it. Great guy, too. Yep. So uh, until next Monday, you know, good luck. Beat up the Blue Jays, and we'll see yep. if we can beat up on the on the uh, DC teams. I hope we're and, uh, I hope we're, we're previewing our wild card matchup. Yes, that would be <laughs> that would be good for our show. It'd be just good for baseball, I think. Definitely, man. That's all. All right. Until next week, we'll see you. Thank Definitely. you for listening. Yep.